welcome back to That's a Chunky. Uh, this is part two. We're talking about our five favorite moments um, from season two. I actually have a prop because I think I know what Dylan's going to pick on his list. Um, and I'll, <laughs> I'll reveal it as as he um, reveals it. Um, so, Dylan, you think you're ready for your top five? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, let's, I'm, going jump right little, in. I'm, I'm going a little unconventional with number one. Um, okay. They, so in between sketches in season one, there was like the big flames going to break my heart by Doris uh, Wilson and baby Bay by John Lewis. And they yeah. added that song pretty pleased by the triplet twins in good between song. sketches. And it is so good. And it totally matches that like weird 50s, 60s aesthetic that they try and throw at you in between sketches to kind of like, bring you back to reality after they just threw you in whatever whirlwind the sketch was before. I do like the new track. Yeah, and it's just comforting, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. It's got a lot of Spotify plays for me. I maybe gave them a total of like .5 pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they got something from me. Um, my number four is in the Calico Cut Pants sketch when he's in the midst of some tirade against Mike O'Brien, he pivots <laughs> to this woman in the office and he's like, Brenda, you wore that dress yesterday. <laughs> 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 so, like, spin around of that dude in the moment. And, like, if you see Mike O'Brien's face, like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just kills me every time. Uh, my number three is, I don't think anyone's mentioned this sketch yet. It's uh, the one where the they're in an office and their boss leaves the room. And yeah, yeah. Starts, mm. like pretending to do the luau yes. thing. And I have two. You're just like waiting for, you're waiting for what his like hit there is going to be. And then he does the, here comes the big wave. Goes <laughs> <laughs> the dude across the room, the table flips. It just goes zero to a million. I'm going to, I'm going to say just cause I, I don't, I'm going to guess no one else picked one from that sketch. Um, Jared, did you pick anything from that sketch? No, no. Two big hits from that sketch for me are truly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I recently had to deal with, somebody like it's a long story that I don't want to say on the podcast but I was dealing with somebody named Julie and just the whole time in my head I'm like Julie and uh and then just when the boss asked about cho, cho jeans uh, <laughs> it just kills me and fucking junk uh, he's like 54 waist size 10 length or whatever he's like just fucking junk <laughs> oh man, poor Julie. <laughs> Julie. Um, her, husband, her husband's loaded though, so I don't feel too bad for her. Yeah, yeah her husband is loaded. I'm not saying anything out of turn, am I? Yeah. <laughs> um, my number two. Oh shoot! Uh, you know I'm jumping to my number one because I I just gotta do it. Really <laughs> it, it uh, I'm gonna skip to my number one. I'll circle back to my number two. My number one is it was so close to being the hat zoom in and the oh it is there is that number two. Uh, I'm going back to my number two because of that. But he in the in the first sketch when he gets the hot dog caught in his sleeve 
and there he's leaning on the desk and he goes i'm just like the tiredest i've ever been yeah. <laughs> and it's that is the funniest line in maybe the whole season to me Ran- <laughs> randomly my my wife made hot dogs for dinner tonight and i just saw them out there and i was like all right it's time yeah. to Time to do a little physical comedy on this podcast. <laughs> like the, the wicked quotable ones are, are like the, I don't think you can do that. And like that you can't skip lunch and that whole thing. But when he just has his head flat down on the desk, and he's like, I'm just like the tiredest I've ever been. <laughs> it just kills me. So then, I'm a bit, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, go, do it. Um. Sorry, I gotta finish that hot dog. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to do like physical bit now. Don't have just one bad podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm always a fan of his word repetition on the show. So he does the part two with the Carver commercial. You know, he's like, "Why I got fired?" They said poor performance, and he goes, "You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? That's why. You sure it wasn't because of the thing that happened to me? No one could laugh at me without dying laughing." You sure about that? You sure about that's not why? Uh, it just—he just keeps repeating the same line and uh, leaning in. So, so good. Um, the best is wh- whoever made that prop, the vacuum. It looks like so sleek and like available for purchase, but it's just a—it's va- just a normal vacuum. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> like the pedestal they have it spinning on. It's just so it's nice. amazing. I think I accidentally bought one when I was uh, <laughs> tired one night. And then uh, my number one is from the courtroom sketch. It was very close to being the hat coming into focus, but it's on like the, I think it might be like the third slew of going back to the text messages. <laughs> and it's like, and then I swear to fucking God, he tried to roll the hat down his arm. <laughs> <and it's there. laughs> and he does the tip rolls it down and it gets caught under the guy's wheel. <laughs> I I think guys have this never-ending fight in life where like you can see an item like a picture of it or on a mannequin or something and you're like that's kind of cool looking but if you know you ever wear something that's just not the basic like guy uniform or for wherever you're going to be, like, people would be like, is he pulling that off or not? And I think that sketch is so great at illustrating, like, um, like, there are guys who, like, yeah, there are guys who, like, wear the craziest shit, and if, like, you have the right charisma, you can probably pull it off, but for, like, 99% of us guys, it's like, you know, you have a select few items you can pull off. Yeah. Um, It's such a statement piece that everyone in the room's like, why? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things that you you put on and look at yourself in the mirror, and then you have the shame, and then take it off and don't wear it in public. Yeah. Do I yeah. leave the house in this? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm but like I, a I big. Mean, oh, god. If if the salesperson said that you were the only person <laughs> they'd ever seen pull it off, then you might have the confidence <laughs> to do it, which is Brian's oh problem. I'm like a big uh, sneaker guy, and for I've always thought for years that sneakers that like look great in photography 
and then you like put them on your feet with a pair of jeans and you're like what the fuck like no way um and then like my boss asked me to take them off because they're distracting and um when you try to roll it down your leg like try to stare the salesperson said i'm not supposed to get grease on these shoes uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll squeeze in two honorable mentions because that seemed to be the trend so i'll throw a couple out there um it's when, gonna be Jared's number one and number two. I know. You thought that you were gonna get away. <laughs> um, in the the second part of the hot dog sketch, when he's it wasn't what you were mentioning, Kevin, but when he's like, I got fired for something completely embarrassed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just the the way just drops completely embarrassed. <laughs> so good. That's another one with the repetition because he said immediately after he also says. I got fired for something extremely embarrassing. Me and my homies were quoting that all summer long. That was probably our number one quote of it. And then uh, when in the Calico Cut Pants, when he walks up to Mike O'Brien's desk with the note and just (laughs) says, look up at my face. (laughs) You got a kid. I believe Reggie sent me uh, a package and the note said, look up at my face. Uh, (laughs) And also Reggie sent a package the other day where his return address was like the, the shops at the creeks. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. All right, Jared, this is what everybody's looking for. I've had to, I've had with all the different, you know, list that I've seen so or heard so far. I'm kind of recalibrating a little bit just to freshen it up. I, I like that. I thought about the uh, list name. So I'm gonna I, I can't drop this for my top five, but I'm gonna make it number five when it was originally higher. It's it's Scott getting his line back from Jamie Taco and his wife, you know. What oh, and man. it's it the build up to it is her being anxious as the lines are getting taken from him and she's kind of squirming in her chair it's and then he so nails good. it. And then she he just she just does the double thumbs up and then comes and sees him in the uh, the room afterwards. It's just it's it's brilliant. It's so touching. I don't even know if it's necessarily funny. I actually don't think I laugh at it. I think I just <laughs> like I, I it, it touches me in a different it's like way. Like redemption. Yeah, yeah. it's like it, it, I, it gives me a feeling that I like that's not it, laughter. There's it's some Jared. like relief laughter yeah. of relief. Yeah, there's a huge relief there. One of the Jared. rare, like, really special heartwarming sketches in that one, especially yeah. back to him at the end, and he's like, I didn't mean that, guys. I love yeah. it. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> and Jared and I, we were texting the other night. We, like, really put ourselves out there. We sent a message to Jennifer Marsala, um, the actress uh, who, who plays the mm-hmm. wife, and we're just, we asked her to be on the show. We're really nervous about it. Um, it can you impact know, our marriages. I mean, it's like oh, mine's man. rock. There's mine's rock lot. solid. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, mine too. Mine too. But I, I, it would just inspire my marriage to be more like the one in the sketch. I might do a little community theater. I might okay. do the 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 <laughs> thing in the cereal bowl <laughs> with the moose horns. Um. Oh, all right God. all right <laughs> enough of that um so i'm gonna go to another one that's in the courtroom sketch mm. um and it's right before I, I actually thought about the rolling the hat down the arm like fred astaire <laughs> but i love when he has the epiphany 
where he's like, no, I'm not going to let this go. And he stands up and says, I've never fought for anything in my entire life. I'm fighting for this hat. He chose the hat. Yeah, I know. Which is great because I sometimes feel like, you know, I don't fight for enough that I care about. And then just to draw, like to decide that, no, this is the hill I'm going to die on. I'm willing to lose my job this hat. And it's just the way he sells it in the reenactment is so good. And then her reading of it is great. Um, I just, I love that line. I just uh, yeah. love it. Any, any points in that sketch where the voiceover is synced up with the actor yeah, in the reenactment's mouth movement is so it's good. Perfect. Also, yeah, the fact that he immediately follows that up by slamming his hand on the table and <laughs> yeah, knocking his water bottle onto his laptop is, is like the perfect contrast for him finally standing up for something in his life. Jared, yeah. do you know uh, at your wedding, I think right before uh, in the hotel, one of our friends spilled a beer on another friend's la- work laptop. No, who was I'll, it? I'll tell you okay. about it offline. All right, all right. It wasn't Vanilla, surprisingly. That's amazing. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah. little all interjection. Right. So my next one, um, we talked about calico cut pants a lot. The the bit in it that. I really love is the wife eating batteries. <laughs> so, I almost forgot so about that. I know. I love at the end when he's on his tirade and he just says, he pauses, he's like, he's mad. He's like, when your wife's in the hospital and then he goes into, she just keeps eating batteries. She said she's not eating them. And then we go to the doctor and the doctor says, yep, we found a battery. In the <laughs> 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 when just like the whole the whole premise that started the calico cut pants is he was taking, you know, four seconds for a six second piss because his wife's in the hospital. <laughs> and he, the reason she's in the hospital is eating watch batteries, which is like, it's such an amazing premise. I mean, that whole sketch is just, I, it, it could be like a standalone, like just TV show of just like insanity. And like, it's so well done, but that just kills me is the wife eating batteries. And there's another moment in the sketch where he just pauses and he's like, yeah, I don't know why she keeps eating battery. You know, like he's on a tirade and he said he stops to talk about the batteries again. I love it. Yeah. The, the, the first okay. time he mentions it, it when he's like quoting the doctor or I don't know, not this probably, but did she eat a battery? <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> uh, I think that the battery story gets the sympathy from Jeff when he first says, OK, I'll give. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I know it works. On that's him. what turned him. And uh, you know, the rest is all right. Number two, Number two. I think I've, I've done three so far. Um, <laughs> it's it's the ghost tour sketch when he comes out of the room and he's crying <laughs> and he and he they ask for a question and he's just like, I think this is some of Tim's best acting. He's got tears streaming down his face mm-hmm. and he just slowly says, I'm not trying to be funny, I'm not trying to get a laugh. I don't want anyone to have the worst day on their job. And then it cut. <laughs> exactly. This is my and, number five. Sorry to interrupt. And then he slowly does. Do any of these fuckers <laughs> ever blast out of the wall and have like a huge cum shot? And then the guy's like, no. And he's like, okay. Okay. And then it spirals from there. But I just love that he just like was so bought into the rule about like, <laughs> like adult questions and everything that he, like, even after being chastised, he just, he had to go with it. And then he keeps going and he's like, big fat low to come. And then like, 
it's just it's a great I, I love that scene. I watch it over and over again. He's so funny in it. Uh, and it's great. That's, yeah, uh, he almost that's has a sense of five. obligation. Yeah, like he and then I love that when the woman asks like a normal question, he's so annoyed by her. Uh, he's just like his eyes are rolling. Um, it's great. It's so good. Yeah, I, I'm really the more and more I watch season two, I'm like, uh, we're gonna lose Tim to comedy because he's just too good of an actor. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> such a chameleon. Like all these roles are so different, and he just nails them. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm buying stock in Tim. I think we all should. Yeah. Um, and I think number one for me, um, I so I didn't put Coffin Flop in my top five last time, but I was going through rewatching it again, and it's so good. I mean, Coffin Flop is genius. And my favorite moment in it is when he pauses um, at, at the allegation of rigging, and he says, I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. Uh, and then he goes on, I've been waiting for a hit on Corn Cup TV my whole life. Um, and then and then it's followed by my favorite coffin flop, which is the guy falling out on the hill and rolling down and like <laughs> taking another guy out, which I just love that sequence of just his anger and defensiveness of not rigging it, and then that coffin flop at the end of it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it's a good flop. Oh, yeah. It's a great flop. Um, I, I'll make a, a segue here. Since my number five was the the line you just described from the Ghost Tour sketch, I'll also tie in that I I watch Coffin Flub all the time, and all like all of it's funny. But for me, it really culminates right on the end where he's like, "I'll kill you." <laughs> Like, because at the beginning, he's like, yeah, he's very informational at the beginning. He's like, you know, Spectrum is canceling 24 channels. And it's like very, like, matter of fact spokesperson. And he's just so unhinged at the end that like, yeah, he's lost track of what he's even talking about. Um, I, I think it's just a masterful sketch. What's what's amazing is the, the stunt work um, from that sketch, obviously, is amazing. Um, but I think even without the coffin flops that sketch is funny like yeah. if you just have them in front of the yeah, green screen um so i won't waste everyone's time um uh, but yeah my number five was do any of these fuckers after the uh the meeting in the back room um my number four i there's so much to crash more and i'm i'm glad i'm at the end um because i can say a bunch of them which you know uh I, are you dumb? <laughs> um, I like that gun. Uh, also, you fucking suck. Um, <laughs> but my number one is when he's with his co-star, uh, Monique Easley, uh, who says, <laughs> she says, he said he'd kill us both. And he says, uh, he might kill you, but there's no way he's ever going to kill me. Um, I don't know why. If he goes, fucking asshole, he said that. Um, that just kills me every time. It's just the whole, like, stiffness of Santa Claus as an actor. And, like, he he's playing this Dirty Harry-esque character who can just never be vulnerable. Like, even when his family's killed, he's, like, not thinking about them as much as he's thinking about vengeance, which just makes me uh, really laugh. Uh my number three, which I think is a line I've I've never seen a line delivered like this uh, in TV history. Uh, I'm going to find the exact wording, um, which is uh, someone says in the Dan Flashes sketch, 
Um, what the hell happened to your hand? Uh, our our friend Doug uh, says he got thrown down the stairs at Dan Flashes, and he goes, "Shut the fuck up, Doug." I did though. Um, that kills me every time there could be a lot of a lot of lines from that show i also think um doug who's played by uh william william knight also has some line where he screams back at tim like shut the fuck up i'll kill you Um, (laughs) and i love i absolutely love that um if i'm ever his age and can yell like that i will be a very proud man um, we already got to my number two, which was uh, already declared. Uh, I lived in Egypt for a month. I lived in Egypt for a month. Um, <laughs> I would also throw from that sketch, uh, dump him girl is really funny. Uh, um, are you still dating that bad guy? Like, dump him girl. Um, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. Uh, and then obviously what Reggie talked about, there's just an actor. He actually has one line, um, at the end of the table that his facial expressions fucking kill me. Um, so that sketch, I think people need to check that sketch out a little more. I I also think there's something going on with the brothers, um, that, maybe they had some issue with the way that sketch was cut. I think everybody would agree. It seems weird that they were brought out at the end and don't tell a joke. And I know they had done a Instagram series based off. I think you should leave. And I'm like, I'm almost curious if the people who made, I think you should leave. were trying to like excite them and then let them down. But I don't know. I feel like there's a story there. I kind of want to have them on the show, but I also don't want to upset our Lord Lord and Savior, Tim Robinson. (laughs) Um, So I don't don't know. Jared, we got to decide if that's a a road we want to go down. I don't know if Um, we have that. I don't think this is that kind of show, is it? No, it definitely is not. Um, <laughs> um, I, I am. If if anyone like who listens Fine to the show is like, now. <laughs> yeah, we're not much of a uh, gotcha podcast. Um, but if any of our listeners really want to know, uh, maybe we'll check it out. Um, I'm going to find my number one because this is the greatest moment in TV history. Actually, when I made this list, it was really hard for me to do it. Um, but it was really easy for me uh to make my number one and it's what and it's what jared said at the beginning it's uh everything on stage during the jamie taco sketch um including the way nick azarian just keeps saying puzzle which is not a food as far as i'm uh as far as i know um don't talk to me like that i got about a 500 guys that'll pop you um, that line just fucking kills me. <laughs> and then he goes, ah, my balloon. Um, and then grab the keys, grab the keys, guys, like chuck the job, you jabroni. I'll slap you, you jabroni. Um, <laughs> and as much as Jennifer Mar- Marsala, like absolutely kills the scene with her nervous energy in the crowd, by the way, surrounded by a bunch of people who don't even like blink or make any emotions, <laughs> which is kind of funny. They don't care at all, uh, because it's a community theater production. Um, but that's amazing. But there's just something about the way um, Paul Hauser and Nick Azarian deliver their lines. 
Nick Nick Azarian has something where he's like supposed to be super fast, and I I think if you time it, he's like not necessarily fast. It's just that he's like breathless. He just like goes from one word into the next, um, so that no one can interrupt him which is maybe what i'm like on this podcast sometimes i apologize to the guests. um but uh yeah i love the jamie taco sketch so much and the honorable mention from that sketch is just when they cut to the shot of the sleeping bags on the ground. oh i love it i love it God. so good <laughs> so funny and the guys the guy's like but it's my birthday and then it's just you feel so sad yeah that's like, like the, that's where the i think you should leave bit of it like really hits you where yeah. you're like oh this isn't just some like heart string pulling sketch <laughs> yeah it's, oh, it's we dead. uh we had Frank Garish on the show who delivers the line, it's just piss. Um, <laughs> if anyone hasn't, hasn't listened to that sketch yet, I highly encourage it. He's hilarious. Um, and he also tells a funny story about a legendary Hollywood actor. Um, and it's not about uh, that Tom Cruise is like five foot six, maybe. Uh, it's, a, it's about someone else. Um, <laughs> um, I think... What's funny is between everybody, I think we got like every line um, I had wanted to put. If So we haven't been getting a lot of voicemail for the show. We actually get a lot of like really uh, – Jared doesn't – I get I none of these. I haven't cut Jared into our Instagram. i got to start texting you some of these. Yeah, can I get um, something out of this? You can. <laughs> People – well, the thing is most of the compliments for the show are from me. Yeah. So right, I've been like right. – yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, a lot of people are writing really nice things, but we haven't got voicemail in a while. And I fucking love the voicemail. So if you want to tell us about your favorite moment, your favorite five moments, our phone number, um, and you have to search this, there's spaces in between. It's 978-242-7320. So just leave us a voicemail. We'll include it in the show. I might, um, yeah, so it'll run next week also i said again we want songs our email address figure out no no no. figure out what yeah. you do at gmail.com you know when you've said something a million times and just randomly once it sounds wrong just did that to me um and then i feel like i was gonna say what oh another thing we had tried to book the cost uh the set designer who i think has maybe been throughout the show her name's esther fuentes um and she had not seen the message. She just replied, and she's like, I can't talk right now because we're filming season three. So there's just what? another confirmation Whoa. that they're um, – Scooped right there. That's big. Breaking news. Um, big breaking news. Oh, I remember the other thing I was going to talk about. And you guys can weigh in because I can't even keep track of all this. Um, basically, every – there's like a million Instagram accounts doing – crossover meme pages um and it's like i think you should simpsons i think you should seinfeld um i think in general they're really funny uh the seinfeld one in particular is making me crack up um i would encourage people to seek them out if you can't find them just go go to that's a chunky i post them frequently in our stories um it's this whole world um of crossover memes um james do you ever do like crossover memes or yours just all evergreen as they I, would say yeah i'll do some crossovers but 
there's a similar to Instagram. There's a wealth of uh, individual accounts that do like crossovers or like themed. I think you should leave things. So I I usually will just stick to like sharing uh, stuff from those accounts and not not crossing into their uh, you know stepping on any toes. But there's there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, yeah, the, some of the well-known ones are the like uh, sports league uh, crossover yeah. ones. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's I say, the NFL one is a frequent on my Twitter, and it kills me. And it's yeah. so funny; they're so damn clever. All right, I just I just gotta go through this. I think you should Seinfeld page for, for a second. It's it's got all underscores in between every word. So they got George when he has the sh- <laughs> the shrinkage episode, and it just says, "I don't have a little boy dick." Um, Amazing. <laughs> they, have a, they have a picture of the soup Nazi that says it's sort of a cosmic gumbo. Um, there's a picture where George has the toupee. It says, "That's my real hair." Um, there's one of just frank costanza looking angry saying you're not part of the turbo team (laughs) um there is hold on i'm gonna find it uh there's one with kramer he's got his lines up his hands up i think it might be one where he's like acting out the um the illnesses pretzels are making me thirsty it says jamie taco keeps taking my lines uh um there's one where uh Seinfeld has the man purse. It just says, whose bag is this? I almost tripped on it. Um, George George with a uh, bottle of water. Let's slop him up. Um, maybe my favorite one, uh, Dan Flash's uh, sketch where he's on the couch. It just says, Serenity Now. Um, and there's one where John Favreau plays a clown. It just says, I hope nobody goes home and fucks my mom. <laughs> The one with bad water pressure on the shower heads. Uh, you think this is slick back? This is pushed back. Um, soup Nazi again. I saw you had some gazpacho soup. Can I have some of your gazpacho soup? <laughs> and so on. So, like, these people are really nailing things. Um, they're not hard to find. If you search for, like, uh, hashtag ITYSL, you're going to bump into these. Um, I've been talking a lot. Anybody have parting things? Uh, before we shut down part two I, of this episode. I think we should circle back to the, and I don't know if that was part of the recording, that Billy Bob Thornton interview um, yes. with, a, with a guy <laughs> is so good. If you haven't seen it and you like the Crashmore uh, AOL Blast interview, it's it's a must watch. It's um, definitely why that sketch happened. Was it has to one, be. It's just one of the close. writers saw it's that. No, no, no. It's yeah. definite. Yeah, definite. I mean. That's on YouTube? Yeah, you it is. It. Yeah, it's, how, how do I search I will, for it? For real? I'll actually link it um, in the show notes, but it's called Billy Bob Thornton Blow Up on QTV, and there's spaces in between the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's all um, one word. <laughs> so it was uploaded at six a.m. and it has one view. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. It actually has four point three million views. And it's it's so uncomfortable and just it's magical. I mean, like, yeah, you couldn't have picked it any better. Um, oh my god! Yeah, there's there's I, another. Um, uh, I think on the characters he plays a wrestler. 
yeah, it yeah. Does. That is based on there's an actual wrestling promo, um, like you know, interview with this wrestler who just is, um, <laughs> uh, not uh, intimidating at all. Oh um, man, kind of like, you know, stepping over his words and and just not really, uh, you know, you know, going over with it. And it's clearly it, that must have been the influence for the for the character sketch. So. Um, there's a precedent here finding like real life inspiration yeah yeah i mean i I think it's it's really smart uh just a couple of quick polls um and i'm curious what you guys think here i posted this one on on the subreddit which i think you should leave regular will first win an academy award it's inevitable um is it going to be tim robinson sam richardson Mm -hmm. patty harrison tim heidecker connor o'malley or gary richardson Patty. What'd you say, Dylan? Patty. Rodder? I say Sam. That's what I said. He was not in the first, I think he was third amongst voters. Because he's doing that now. Like he's he's becoming like a movie star. So yeah. Yeah. did you see that movie with uh Patty Harrison and Ed Helms? I've not seen that yet. It's like the most yeah. like Academy Award bait type movie where All right. Patty All right. Harrison, she basically plays like the, you know, she's the like surrogate mother of Ed Helms's child. Oh. Okay. It's, and it's just like their whole process of her pregnancy for his child. And it's like got like old white dude Oscar bait. Yeah. Together, together. Together, together, yeah. I'm going to point out the IMDb score, which is a weird predict. Like, I don't believe in every. Um, sort of rating system but i know imtb is weirdly accurate with how well people like things it's it's kind of lukewarm it's 6.5 um so she might not get it yet oh i don't uh, think she's gonna get it for that but, james and uh, reggie do you do you have a favorite i i lean towards sam for the same reasons you guys did but he's kind of getting into like uh yeah he's blockbuster. Blockbuster. yeah yeah but yeah. i think it would take him being in like the star of some blockbustery or major comedy thing and then going to like a serious role that's sort of off type yeah but i think in the meantime i would not be surprised if tim jumped ahead and did that sort of like serious surprisingly serious role and and got the nod because he he could he could get there tim robinson uh, that is Yes. Uh, he actually, um, in the poll, he he actually had 95 votes and Patty had 94. So he edged he edged her out. Um, I, I could see it. I, I just watch, like, a lot of times Academy Awards gravitate towards, like, anti-heroes. And, mm. um, like, Tim can really pull off some weird shit. Um, it's like how, I don't, I'm going to guess that Brad Pitt's never won an Academy Award, right? Like, they're not usually looking for the person who's ha- who has it all. You know what I mean? Didn't um, he get one from like the, the the Hollywood movie that just came out? Or he was yeah. He oh, won. he he might have. I think he Damn did. It. Win. Damn, I've just been watching. <laughs> I think he should leave for like the last two years. <laughs> yeah. um, I think he won one in the past like two years. I wonder, but... I wonder what the statistic is on like actors that came out of the Second City like comedy school mm. that have won Academy Awards. It's fair. 
Chica- I mean, just Chicago's whole comedy scene. I mean, um, there, yeah, there's like so many renowned people, but like, how many are like Academy people? You know? Who are, who are, who are those? Like, you know, there's these two people from the Chicago comedy scene that are kind of having like a meteoric uprise. Uh, what's their names? Um, oh, Jared and me. Yeah, Jared <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Although our comedy scene was just like running wild around the south side like in neighborhoods they told us not to go to and somehow we are still alive we're great so sh- shout out to you jared we're thriving shout out to you guys <laughs> <laughs> i mean i put ten dollars on myself uh to win an academy award i got billion to one odds um <laughs> although, although for the record i do have an imdb page if anyone can find that shout out to you wow um, hell yeah Wow, I, I didn't know that. I did. I acted in a movie that was screened. Um, I was the star, um, co-star. So shout out to me again. Um, and and my friend Ned Martin kept taking my lines though. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, one last poll: most brutal vil- villain from I Think You Should Leave. Does anybody think they can name them? This was a landslide. Is this for um, all, all seasons? Yes. Um, it was, let me put it this way. The winner had 513 votes. Second place had 140. Um, I absolutely love this poll. Um, should we, we, we should have to guess it before you say the answers, right? Is this, this your poll? This is from, this, I did not post this. Purple huh. Mogul posted this on, I think you should leave. Actually, that might be Patty thing. Harrison from the Capitol Room. <laughs> purple mogul <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say jamie taco jared nailed it jared you are too good at these polls um it was jamie taco uh second place somehow was chunky <laughs> i don't con- I, I consider chunky like a tortured soul not a villain I think dan vega is the villain in the chunky set me sketch. too yeah yeah uh, fuck dan vega what about fuck the dan vega. would you say I said, what about the bonies? They're like the biggest. Oh, villain. the bonies are oh, yeah, yeah, very significant. So there were there were only five options. Uh, third place was Will Forte on the airplane. Yeah, he's oh, a, that's that's, that's a villain. Uh, honestly, I think he's the hero. It's a Count of Monte Cristo situation. He's getting <laughs> his vengeance true. rightfully. That's, that's true. Yeah. Fourth fourth place was Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he is the villain. He's. He is um what's the word for that where someone is like uh claiming moral superiority uh I can't, fuck I can't think of it uh, for, forget it but it's like he's acting you know he has all the social norms but um you know he's kind of being a dick to a friend of the podcast Ruben Rubasa I mean he's not really but we want him to be friend of the podcast yeah we want him more than anything did Zach have any like really big appearances in season two I'm trying to think. He's just in the uh, piece like of shit, a, ep- the Dangerous yeah, Nights episode. part of the Dangerous yeah, Nights crew. He has a beard. Oh, and... I didn't even think of that. I want I want more Zach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's him only in that one sketch. The, him wearing the hot dog suit in the hot dog Yeah, that's great. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. So a lot of, lot of hot dogs in the Tim Robinson universe. Yes. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah, in fifth place, uh, just uh, one of the best performances of anyone with no lines, uh, Danny Kraus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love Laser Spine Specialists. 
I would say the one uh, villain that probably could have given Jamie Taco a run for his money was not one of the options, and that is Bart Harley Jarvis. Oh, yeah. That could have gotten a lot of votes. A lot of votes. Um, So the other thing I want to talk about um, Jamie Taco and Nick Azarian is when he walks by Paul Hauser and he does the shoulder knock, like, straight (laughs) out of the 80s. That's a nice touch, especially because, like, you know, it's like Paul Hauser's playing kind of like the big, the physically larger person who's kind of gentle, <laughs> and like Nick is like the little guy who's kind of a bully. Uh, we we were lucky. We got Nick episode one. Like we interviewed him maybe like two days after the show dropped. Yeah, um, yeah. I was actually on vacation in Vermont and reached out to him, and I I couldn't believe like how quickly he was down. Um, yeah, He's quick. I. He's very, he's very bad. I think he was so good in that role, uh, particularly like when they're on stage. Man, I, I can't get enough. Like I could watch that ten seconds on a loop uh, for a, for way too long. It might be like a mental illness. How much I want to watch that. <laughs> um, this has been amazing and fun. We're I've done a lot of interviews. Um, I think I want to balance it out with more roundtables like this. So hopefully I'll be seeing you guys all soon. Um, Dylan, great first appearance on the show. Um, Welcome. Make it happen. Thanks for having me, guys. Ready. He's uh, he's also a social promotions genius. So um, I think when we post this by the next morning, we should have one, one view at 6 a.m. at least. Um, <laughs> but actually, uh, the person who does correspond with a lot of listens to the show uh, – James uh, on his Twitter um, at ITYSL underscore memes, which I could not get right for our whole first episode. <laughs> James, I, I think this is your, is this your third or your fourth show? Uh, it might be fourth, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you're a regular. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me on again. My pleasure. It's always our pleasure. And uh, our uh, mogul that, that will be the fifth member of the Capitol Room next season Um who is a, a minor investor in Tabby Toe Frames, uh, Reggie <laughs> from Spicy. <laughs> um, and as always, uh, I've been, it's been tough. Jared and I haven't been able to connect for some of these interviews recently. I always have more fun when he's on. Um, so. I'll do better. I'll do better. No, you're, you're great. It's just like you and I are both parents of a million kids who have full-time <laughs> jobs. Um, and we are doing our best, um, but it's always a ton of fun. Um, Jared and I have been planning our uh, Halloween costumes. Um, I think I'm gonna go as Crashmore. Uh, Jared, I already saw yours. Do you want to tell the listeners? What yeah, you got? I purchased the hot dog costume um, <laughs> that that I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with. Um, I've I've threatened to go to my kid's school for pickup in it, and very upset about it. Um, but now I have my new Dan Flasher shirt, which fits great. Um, oh man! Great. So. My one of my kids was like, "Is that supposed to be the inside of a robot?" Which I thought was a good sell sell job on it. <laughs> the um, models for the shirt look just like you. Yeah, that's true. I know that's when you know it's a great store is when every <laughs> a bunch of guys are standing outside that look exactly like you. That's um, true. Yeah, no, it's great. All right, you guys are all the best. Uh, we are signing off. That's Chunky Podcast. Figure out figure out what you do at gmail.com. Good night. That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, 
at the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, you also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. <laughs> 